You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Love it. Well, I'm really expectant today as, uh, as we come around this first message for everyday living. Uh, this is our first everyday living service for 2023. And uh, on Declaration Sunday, we declared to the entire church that we're going to be a beacon of light and release salvation to all. That's our heart. It's God's heart. And uh, that, that scripture that we declared that from was from Acts 13 verse 47. We also declared on Declaration Sunday that to help us get there, we're going to be exercising and outworking the four key parts of the Great Commission. Who thinks that's a good thing? It's biblical, so that's a good start. We're on to to something. Those those key four parts were um, teaching people how to go into your world, making disciples, including baptism, teaching the disciples, his ways. And the last one is that he is with us. His power is in us and with us, the last part of that great commission. And so as declared on Declaration Sunday, today we're activating the teaching of the disciples with God's word. That's you. We're activating you with God's word. I'm believing that these messages, these everyday living messages, will empower you for everyday living. I would, I would hate just to put some, put some words out there and you're like, that was really, really cool, but how do I use that? It's my heart today that what goes out of the Word of God, we can take with us into our Monday, we can take with us into our family when we get home and be tested by our family members. Maybe that just happens in our, in our family. We, the message goes out and then our children test us with the message that we've shared with you. Um, I am believing today that today is going to open your eyes and bring significant long-term freedom for you. Who wants long-term freedom, not just short-term? I want, I want long-term freedom. Freedom in your friendships, your relationships, your family. Today's message, if it's activated in your life, will bring the closeness that each of us desires with those who are closest to us. Amen. Who wishes that was a note on the screen that you could write down? Our first topic today is going to be on communication, in particular, assertiveness, assertive communication. We're going we're to break it right down so you can understand what assertive communication is, because if it's not something that's been explained to you, shown to you, it's probably something that you've maybe heard of, and so that's lovely. I Let me continue with my life. Today, I want to break it down so you can go, that's not just lovely. I want to apply it to my life. So the question I have for us today is, do I have a theology on communication? Ask yourself that question. Do I have a theology on communication? Hang on. I thought theology was just meant to be about spiritual things. Who said that communication wasn't a spiritual thing? Where does it say in the Bible that communication isn't a spiritual thing? Maybe I should break it down even further. What does that word theology even mean? Does anyone think, I don't don't know if I've got a theology on communication because I don't know what theology even means. Theology means the study of the nature of God. The study of the nature of God. 
Have I studied the nature of God in healthy, assertive communication? This is, this is the question for us today. So let us study the nature of God in communication today. Amen. Why are we talking about communication? Well, I, I truly believe this, that it's one of the greatest foundational principles for relationships is communication. I would even go as far as saying that it's one of the most important things in our life when it comes to relationships. It has to start with good communication. See, the most important communication that we've ever been given from God, it, it starts with clear, beautiful communication. The communication that he started with towards us was, I love you so much that I sent Jesus. I love you so deeply that I sent Jesus not to condemn the world, not to condemn us as humans, but to save the world through Jesus. And we, we've all read that passage of Scripture in John 3, 16, 17. But we catch this picture of God in that Scripture, communicating clearly, assertively, boldly, letting us know that He loves us deeply and fervently. He communicates passionately that He doesn't want us to miss out on the relationship that He has, that He wants to have with us. In fact, I would further say that the entire Gospels in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, are a communication, an assertive communication, a bold and clear communication from God the Father, letting us know that there is another way for freedom. We can't do it in our own self, but that other way is Jesus. There's a way to wholeness. There's a way to forgiveness from sins. There's, it comes through Christ alone. That is the clear, bold communication that comes out of the New Testament. You know, this new freedom, this new forgiveness that God has for us, this new life that he offers, he makes it so clear that he sent Jesus for this very purpose. He came to the earth, taught us, went to the cross, was buried and rose again on the third day for the forgiveness of our sins. This is the, the clear communication of the Word of God, amen. Who's glad that that was clear in the New Testament, that you didn't have to try and like scratch that apart with three years at Bible college just to understand that God loved you. He did it so we could have a clear and perfect understanding of our restored relationship that's available with the one who loves us. So before we go any further today, let me encourage you. Who loves to be encouraged? I was talking to someone this week about being encouraged and they're like, I'll rebuff it every time. I'll rebuff encouragement every time. I'm like, wow, what's in that? He's like, I don't want to talk about it. So we talked for an hour. Before you go any further today, let me encourage you with this. You are doing so well in your walk with God. You're doing so well with your walk in God. You may say today, Pastor, if you were in my head this week, you would not be saying that. Even if you've had stuff going on this week, even if you've still got stuff going on right now, you still chose to plant yourself in the local church to pursue your relationship with God. My wife may become... At least she's doing that on your behalf this morning. You are, you, are, you are not like you were before you met Jesus. 
You're not like you were before you met Jesus. Be be encouraged. You're in a journey of becoming more Christ-like. Today, coming to church, it's not about poking holes in our shortcomings. Rather, it's about celebrating how far we've come and how we are moving towards all the promises that God has for us. Amen? So first thing today is I think we need to understand communication. What's your understanding of communication? Depending on your home experience and the family you are part of, communication could mean very, very, very different things to each of us. It may even mean, as Naomi was pointing out last week, it may mean different things to the individuals who are in a marriage. One person thinks this is communication. The other person's like, that is not communication. But I clearly communicated through my silence. Communication is the exchanging of information by speaking, writing or using some other delivery medium. Whether that's a video, TV, there's, a, there's ways of delivering communication. But real communication is the exchanging of information back and forth. So what is assertiveness? Assertiveness is a healthy way of communicating. Oh, It's the ability to speak up for ourselves with confidence and boldness in a way that is both honest but also respectful. See, this way of communication, it it has significant benefit for the people that we are in friendships with, in relationships with. It emphasizes mutual respect. So for those of you who love this type of thing, there, there are four, four main types of communication. I think we can get them up on the screen, maybe, if I did it right. I almost did it right, sort of. Um, so assertive in the middle. I put it in the middle for a reason. Um, passive communication, aggressive communication, or my all-time favorite, passive-aggressive communication. I almost feel wrong for for saying passive communication because it's not really communication at all. Is it really? Passive-aggressive, a mix of non-communication and both angry communication together. I'm going to break down some of these things. So I think it's important that we we understand it. Today is, this is about teaching us as disciples, amen. And I, I could just give you the scriptures, but if I don't tell you what this is how can you apply it to the scriptures and then how can you apply it to your own life so passive communication is a type of communication which people have a tendency to hold back on sharing their thoughts and feelings they defend their rights but they also maybe refuse to recognize and address their own needs in the middle of it as well i'm gonna gonna let you know that i was proficient in this gift when I got married. Defend my rights, but not really communicate anything well at all. So passive people also perhaps don't express their anger immediately. Maybe a bit later they do when it gets to that point of boil over. But they don't express their anger or they don't express if they're hurt in situations in a direct way. Instead... They allow irritations and complaints to grow. Oftentimes, they don't even realize it. Yet once they have exceeded their very high threshold for an undesirable behavior or people dealing with them a certain way, they're more likely to have explosive 
outbursts. Just try not to look at my wife, reflecting back to our early days of marriage when I was proficient in this behavior. Typically, the outburst is completely out of proportion to the incident that has set them off. Notice I'm saying set them off and not set you off or set myself off this morning. It's them. It's those other people. Um, Yet after the outburst, they may experience feelings of shame and guilt. And it makes them switch back to being completely inactive. Just like, I'm fine. What's aggressive communication? Well, aggressive communication is when people communicate with in an aggressive fashion, they're combative, use their words and body language to just really push what they're trying to say out there. They disregard other people's rights in order to express their own very important thoughts and feelings and demands. Sometimes aggressive communicators can verbally abuse others or even it can push into because who knows that with our words often come behaviors as well actions it may even push into being physically aggressive as well if they get too excited passive aggressive communication it's a communication style in which people pretend to be passive while subtly or indirectly or even covertly expressing their anger These individuals may adopt a practice of passive-aggressive communication um, while experiencing feelings of helplessness and uh, resentment and they feel emotionally and verbally stuck. In other words, they, they feel unable to address the very source of their resentment directly. You may have felt like this before. It's like, I'm, I'm stirred up in the inside, but I can't, I can't pin it down to what it is. Instead, what they do is rather than addressing what's going on inside because they don't understand what's going on, instead, they quietly direct all of that internal tension to people around them. They find a target is maybe a better word to say, a target to express their frustration and anger. But sometimes it's done in a subtle, subtle way. It doesn't look like they're exploding, but it can be done with mumblings under their breath things that make people feel guilty about what's happening. Instead, they quietly undermine the target for their resentments. Whether, whether where it's been directed, the person they're directing at, it may be, it may be genuine or it may not be genuine. The, the, the target, the person, may not deserve any of it, but that's besides the point. It could be an imagined thing that's happened or it could be a real thing that's happened but they've exchanged another issue and put a person in front of them to direct it at. Who has ever been part of something like that? When someone's got all of their aggressive internal things and kind of directed at you in a subtle, like covert way. Who has come away being so confused from that moment? I, I know that when people have done it to me, it's like, did I even don't remember doing anything what just happened it's confusing when people exercise that behavior but assertive communication it's a communication style where people express their thoughts and their feelings in detail they clearly communicate their needs their wants their goals without trespassing on the feelings or rights of others 
So but how do you get anything done? Well, it takes two people to get this behavior and these actions happening to get things done. See, these individuals with assertive communication, they, they're clear about their own values, but at the same time, they show great regard for the needs of others. They value their time, their emotions, their spirituality, their physical care, but they also value that in other people as well. Sounds like a really nice person, doesn't it? It does. See, most of you have probably realized by now that potentially um, to come to a decision to best appropriate uh, what's the best appropriate form of communication, we need to sort of think about ourselves like, how do I, how do I act? Do I act like any of those things? What, what would be the best way for me to communicate those things? I, I think it's pretty clear from what I've read out that assertive communication is, is the best way. But is it as easy as it's going, I'm picking the best way? Not always that easy. You know, good communication that fosters good relationships and close relationships and grows deeper friendships and relationships takes time. Why? Because we have to unlearn certain behaviors and practices that we've picked up along the way. So the question today is it must be, this question must be answered. Is assertive communication biblical? It it must be answered, right? Because some of the things I've mentioned, you're like, oh, I studied that when I did nursing. That was part of the psych, psych unit. I, I've heard that before. Is assertive communication biblical? I, I put this statement out there today. I believe from what I've read in the Bible, from what I've observed in the Bible, that assertive communication is not only biblical, it's healthy and Christ-like. It's a big statement, isn't it? It's healthy and Christ-like. We're going to look at the Scriptures today because it's not just enough to me to say that I think it's healthy and Christ-like. We need to look at the Word of God. I want want us to have a look at some examples of how Jesus shows us how to communicate well and treat others and respect other people with mutual respect and love. The first one we're going to look at today, if you've got your Bibles or you've got the, the notes open in the app, comes from Mark 14. And we're specifically going to look at Mark 14, 43 to 50. And this is the passage of Scripture where Jesus is betrayed and arrested. We're going to, I'm going to ask you to do something you may have never done before. Often we read these passages of Scripture and we just read it at face value. What we sometimes do is we're like, what's the spiritual implication in what's happening in this passage of Scripture now? I'm going to ask you to do this. With all of the exchanges that happen that we read, can you read it and begin to think to yourself, what's happening emotionally in this moment? What type of communication is happening in this moment? I've, I haven't done it before, but even as I was preparing for this, I'm like, oh, well, this is spicy. <laughs> Here we go. Verse 43. And immediately, even as Jesus, Jesus said this, Judas, one of the 12 disciples, arrived with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs. Who knows that swords and clubs would, would pretty much say that it's going to be an aggressive form of communication. Okay. They had, they had been sent by the leading priests and teachers of religious law and the elders. The traitor Judas had given them a prearranged signal. You will know which one to arrest when I greet him with a kiss. Hmm. What type of communication is that? Well, it looks assertive, 
but it would seem that there's some passive aggressiveness in there. To the person who's receiving it, it's like, oh, he's being so kind to me. To everybody else, it's saying, get the clubs and the swords now. It's a subtle manipulation. It looks like a greeting, but it's a deception. Then you can take him away under guard. As soon as they arrived, Judas walked up to Jesus. Rabbi, he explained, and gave him the kiss. The behavior looks right. The words look right. It sounds right, but it means something completely different. Verse 46, then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him. But one of the men with Jesus pulled out his sword and struck the high priest's slaves, slashing his ear off. Well, some would say that that's aggressive aggressive behavior when you slash someone's ear off with a sword. Yes, yes, some would say that. Verse 48, Jesus asked them, am I some dangerous revolutionary that has come with swords, that you have come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there among you teaching every day. But these things are happening to fulfill what the scriptures say about me. Verse 50, then his disciples deserted him and ran away. What a great way to finish planning your first church. All of your leaders, the serving team, ran away because one of your key leaders had committed an act of violence in defence. See, when you you read through the passage of Scripture, it's like, what is going on here? Jesus is talking calmly, boldly, clearly, succinctly. Everyone else is just like, it's like the Wild West. See, what I love about this passage of Scripture in verse 48, even in the midst of trouble, even in the midst of arrest, even in the midst of bizarre behaviour from Peter in verse 46, where Peter is aggressive and brash, Jesus is still bold, clear and assertive with his his communication. The peace of God exudes his words and behaviour. What a beautiful example. Is assertive behavior biblical? Is it Christ-like? This passage of Scripture would tell me that these are the ways of Christ. This is the way that we are meant to be called to communicate within our family. See, our assertive communication, it connects us to an outward behavior. Jesus didn't pull out a knife, didn't pull out a sword, didn't pull out violent, angry words. He's like... Why are you doing this? You could have done it any day of the week. Why here? Why now? Oh, that's right. It's because the scriptures say that it has to outwork this way. Not my will, but yours, God. What a beautiful example to those around him of how God's called us to act and communicate with our words and our deeds. All right. I want us to have a look at another passage of scripture and look at the words and behaviors of Jesus in an earlier passage just a little bit earlier in this chapter, Mark 14, 33 to 37. He took Peter, James and John with him and he became deeply troubled and distressed. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. 
he went on a little farther and fell to the ground. He prayed that if it were possible, the awful hour awaiting him might pass him by. Verse 36, Abba, Father, he cried out, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned and found the disciples asleep. He said, Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Couldn't you watch with me for even one hour? Let's, let's look at Jesus and his assertive communication and behavior in this passage of Scripture. We see really healthy communication from Jesus in this passage of Scripture. Jesus was bold enough to share with these individuals that he had, he had chosen. He's like, I'm taking you on a journey with me. He was able to share with them that his soul was crushed. So much grief in his soul, so much loss that he knew was coming. It was burdening him to the point of death. He specifically didn't expect them to work out that he was going through a rough time. He wasn't passive. Didn't sit in the corner and sulk and say, If I huff again, will someone notice that I've huffed? No, he didn't. He didn't exhibit that behavior. He didn't come out swinging and it's like, why aren't you picking up on my signals? No. It's like, hey, I need to let you know. My soul is, there's so much grief that I'm carrying right now. I'm I'm crushed. I feel like everything is coming at me from every single angle. See, it would seem to me that he had clearly communicated, assertively communicated see if it it seemed to me is that they weren't picking up on his inner turmoil as as we read through that passage of scripture that so either he was hiding it really really well or perhaps they haven't hadn't yet activated those emotional things within themselves they were on a journey just like all of us are on a journey we don't always pick up on what's going around us we're often at times a little bit self-focused it's who we are as humans. We're sort of self-protective. Where am I going today? What am I doing today? How am I going to get to this? I, I haven't done my, my test. I, I should have done that. That's right. The bins aren't. We're always sort of thinking what affects us directly. We, it's very rare that we sort of get to that point where we're like, oh, there's people around me. And this is the journey that Jesus wants to take us on in this passage of Scripture. He had communicated clearly, but it seems that they weren't picking up. And in fact, after he shared that his soul was crushed to the point of death, they fell asleep. My world is falling apart. It's a good time for a nap. Does anyone want a sandwich? He didn't wait for them to ask didn't ask for them to say, why, why are you acting a little different? Have I done something to offend you? That, that wasn't their speech. They were just like, isn't it lovely Jesus has picked us to come on a little journey with him because he must love us more than the others. And he picked you to come with him because he needed you to intercede with him for just a little bit. He also didn't drop the full weight of everything that was about to happen on them. He knew what was coming. 
He knew that there was going to be a cross. He knew that there was going to be a grave. He knew that there was going to be a crown of thorns. He knew that there was going to be a whipping. He knew all of that. But he didn't drop aggressively onto them. It's like, this is what's going to happen to me. And you couldn't even like stay awake. Now that, that wasn't his heart. He had been inwardly, prayerfully working through it so that he could share it well and communicate how he was feeling in that moment in a healthy, healthy way. These are good practices for us to take note of today about how we outwork our own things within ourselves and our family. Do we, do we just sit there and make it look like we're patient and then like someone drops a pencil off the bench at home, it's like, that's it, I'm done. You kids, I am done. You dropped a pencil and now I'm going to drop everything. No, no, we need to process inwardly and outwardly so that we can journey together so pencils don't look like they started World War III. Also, during this passage of Scripture, he then turns his assertive communication to God. Not just the people around him, but to God. So now he prayed to God. Yes, he turned his assertive, clear, bold communication and prayed to God his Father. Who knows that prayer is a form of communication? And it's not just a one-way thing. We send it up there and then we're meant to wait for a right of reply because he wants to speak back to us. You know, those, you know those like Hail Mary prayers? It's like, God, I need you to fix this. I don't have any money and my loan needs to be paid. God, I'm coming before you this morning because I may have spent some money on too many pairs of sneakers and now I don't have the money to pay my loan. Can you please deal with my inability right now to make sure that I don't use my credit card when I know? Clear, bold, honest, respectful. Now I'm going to wait for you to speak to me, Lord. Tell me, where, where does this come from? Where does, where does my lack of being able to budget well come from? Oh, it's because I never got to see it at home. Maybe, what was that, God? I need to go and speak to so-and-so at church because they're really, really good at it. Bold, clear communication that encourages us to do so much better, amen. So he's speaking on his own behalf to God. He's honest, respectful, but he also doesn't hold back in how it's affecting him. Doesn't sugarcoat it. It's like, I'm doing okay, but if you want this to like pass, my soul is crushed with grief, Lord. Doesn't hold back how it how he's feeling, how it's affecting him. If it's possible, could this awful hour pass me by? He boldly cries out to God, Everything's possible for you. Please take my suffering away. Yet I understand if it can't be because it's your will, not not mine. Notice his assertive, bold, clear communication with the disciples and towards God his Father. It doesn't become pushy, doesn't become angry, doesn't become manipulative or withdrawn. His communication is still raw. It's, it's really raw. It's like this is affecting me in, in ways that I haven't known before. It's raw, but it's bold. Yet it's filled with humility. He wants his disciples and God, God the Father, on his side. 
He doesn't want to explode at them and push them far away. He wants to share with them so that they come closer to him. He isn't blowing up at them. He's including them in his struggle to find support as he walks through this journey toward the cross. How, how could we use this example to support our journey in life, your journey in life? How can Christ's example in assertive communication empower us for everyday living? What, what changes in the way that we communicate can we copy from Jesus so that our conversations can be a blessing to the people in our world? Ever thought that it's possible to share those inner turmoil things but still have people want to come and sit next to you as you share them? These passages of scriptures would suggest to me that it is possible to share well and not have people fleeing. You know, if you've been using passive communication and behavior or aggressive or passive aggressive communication styles, what what could you put in place to start new practices? I want to encourage you just because it's always been that way doesn't have to always be that way you don't you don't have to walk forward with the same patterns and behaviors it is possible for God to empower you to walk forward into change to be a blessing to the people around us to wake up in the morning and not feel guilt and shame for the way that we spoke to those closest to us the the night before or the day before See, like any biblical pattern that we see in the Bible, the skill of assertiveness takes time to outwork. I haven't, some of you may be like, why have you gone so deep today? I'm I'm promising I haven't gone so deep today. I'm like, I'm skimming the surface because I want this to be a real soft entry for us into learning new communication styles. Here are some thoughts to help you in response to God's word today. As you come before God today, let let this be your heart and your desire. I encourage you with this. You have the power to decide that you want to be assertive rather than passive or aggressive. If Jesus dwells in you, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, the one who gives self-control, the one who gives love, the one who gives kindness dwells inside of you. You have the power to decide if you want to be assertive and not passive or aggressive. You have the power of God and the support of your local church family to commit to change. I, I earnestly believe that there are people in this space that desire God's very best for my life. Some of you may even spend time praying that God's very best is activated in my life so that it can outflow through what I do within local church life. I want to encourage you. I'm agreeing with that for your life as well. That God's very best would overflow as you choose to activate the practices of God. Why do you need to put, in, put this into place in, our, in your everyday living? See, when we choose to practice the ways of Jesus, 
in talking in an assertive way, whether we do that alone in our own thoughts or with friends and family around us, I want to encourage you. It overflows into our body language. It overflows. The music just stopped. It's still there? Hmm. I was like really feeling it. And then it's like, hmm. See, when you choose to practice the ways of Jesus, you know, in talking with assertive communication, whether it's friends, family, by yourself, I, I want to encourage you to begin to open up your spiritual eyes, open up your physical eyes. It's like, how does my body language come across? So why, why are you saying that? Why, why do I need to put this into place? Why do I need to focus on my body language? See, the way we say things, the way we do things, it impacts the people around us. It either lifts them up or pushes them down. I want to encourage you in your communication. What, what's the most simple thing that I could do in just trying to step towards this? Seek to de-escalate your behavior. So, but what about all the words? Seek to de-escalate your behavior. Yeah, but what about them? Let them seek to de-escalate their own behavior. What can you do? Why, uh, for, for me, I had to learn to like de-escalate my behavior. For those of you who have grown up in a really combative home life, it's, it's, it's challenging. For those of you who have grown up in passive-aggressive play, it's hard to de-escalate. Because everyone's like, dick, 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 dick. Am I pushing your buttons yet? Have I found them? You found all of them. <laughs> Seek to de escalate your behavior. And as you seek to de escalate that, seek to de escalate your communication. So, like, how am I about to say this? Am I smiling or am I smiling through a grimaced? I just need to, my body language, the way I present in this moment. It's like, but pastor, I can't do that on the spot. Then you may need to take a walk around the block. You may need to take four walks around the block. You may need to walk like Forrest Wren. Whatever you need to do, walk it out, get your head clear, come back and share it in a really simple Christ-like way. So, but what if they fight back? You can't control that. All you can do is do what you can do. So, but they're yelling at me. Well, now it's your opportunity to insert your assertive communication. What's your assertive? I just need to let you know that I'm going to have to remove myself from this conversation because I don't deserve to be spoken to in this manner. And I know that even me saying that's going to make you angry, but I'm going for another walk around the block. <laughs> don't, don't, don't just move to another room. Just go for Don't slam the door on the way out because that's not assertive. That's just aggressive. Don't like, don't close it nearly all the way and then give it, because that's passive aggressive. Just close the door as normal. Don't leave it open. Just, just going for a walk. So, but what if they never change? By the grace of God, they will. If they choose to. But if they don't, 
that's not on you because you're doing everything within yourself to be more like Jesus. Hopefully, as they begin to look at you further, they're like, you've changed. Why have you changed? Because I'm still being a muppet towards you and you're getting nicer and nicer. I don't understand. So, well, this is what God's been doing on the inside of me. Maybe it opens the door. Maybe your assertive, clear, bold communication that mutually respects others opens the door for salvation of somebody in your life, in your family, in your workplace. This is why we need to be taught the ways of Jesus. Amen. Because we, we can't keep doing things the same way as we, we've always done. We need to be more like Him, not just in our spirituality, but our complete selves. Amen. He loves Jesus in this place. I'll finish with these last couple of things. Even as you're activating those things, as you're seeking to become more like Him, as you're putting on the mind of Christ, it's okay to seek pastoral counsel. It's okay to seek professional encouragement. Why? Because sometimes we need some outside support to activate the goal. The goal of being bold and clear, but at the same time taking the feelings of others into consideration as well. We only know what we know. We don't miraculously just like learn stuff. Sometimes God just deposits things and we're like, there it is. Other times we've got to do a bit more hard work. Why do we have to do the hard work? Because if everything came easy, we would do nothing. <laughs> you can have a talk to Jesus about that when you get, you can get to, when you get to heaven. <laughs> so why was life so hard? Well, did you read Genesis? Anyway, lastly, um, if you don't know Jesus personally today, this is your moment to respond to Him, to respond to His bold clear communication to you this is your moment to learn how to grow in relationship with him this is your moment to respond to the love of God just with our eyes closed for a moment today if you're joining us online you're in the room you may know God personally you may have walked on your own journey for a little while and you're, you're like I've been living my own life or maybe you've never made a public declaration of yes I love Jesus. I believe that He died for me. I believe that He took my sin. I believe that He did all those things because God loved me so much. You know, maybe maybe you don't know Jesus in this place today, but you've got great communication patterns in place. That's awesome. Maybe you don't know Jesus in this place and you've got less than better communication patterns. So regardless of where you are today, the main thing is that God is interested in you. Not just interested in you, loves you. Loves you deeply, loves you fervently. And what He's interested in today is you, to res- you responding to the conversation that He wants to have with you. And the conversation, it goes a little bit like this. Hey, just wanted to let you know that I love you. That's why I sent Jesus into the world. You know, when He went to the cross, when He was buried and When I raised him again on the third day, it was so that you didn't have to pay the cost of your own sin. He paid it for you. He paid it so that I could save you and express how much you mean to me. So the question for all of us today is, what will your bold, clear response to God's love be?
Now's the time to stop running. Now's the time to stop hiding. Now's the time to stop being caught in anger. Now's the time to respond to a God who loves you so deeply. Romans 10 verse 9, it says, If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So this is what we're going to do today. If you don't know Him personally or have been walking off your own journey a little bit, for those in the room and online or those at a later time, this is your moment to respond to God's love for you. I'm going to ask you to pray a prayer after me. It's a prayer of accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior and choosing to follow Him and respond to Him. Church, can I invite all of us to pray this prayer after me? Dear God, I thank You that You sent Jesus to take on the sin of the world. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that You raised Him. This is my bold, clear declaration. I choose to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.